Welcome to the Happy Pill Podcast. I'm Ursula Yerdun. In each episode, you're going to hear me share my story while offering information and resources while you continue on your journey of surpassing the effects of abuse and depression. I'm going to be doing some interviews with some very special guests who are going to share their journey and processes because my way is not the only way of healing. And the more information we have, the more we can share with one another. My hope is that you find love, inspiration, and purpose for your life. So let's get started. Welcome back, my friends. Today, I'm going to be talking about EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Yes, I nailed that word. Oh my God, I feel so grateful for doing that because I boo-booed so many times last time. Okay, let's, let's look into the clinical definition of EMDR. And this is from EMDR.com. I'm going to post the link onto my blog so that you can check it out and look into further information if, you, if you'd like to. EMDR is a psychotherapy that enables people to heal from the symptoms and emotional distress that are the result of disturbing life experiences. Repeated studies show that by using EMDR therapy, people can experience the benefits of psychotherapy that once took years to make a difference. It is widely assumed that severe emotional pain requires a long time to heal. EMDR therapy shows that the mind can in fact heal from psychological trauma much as the body recovers from physical trauma. When you cut your hand, your body works to close the wound. If a foreign object or repeated injury irritates the wound, it festers and causes pain. Once the block is removed, healing resumes. EMDR therapy demonstrates that a similar sequence of events occurs with mental processes. The brain's information processing system naturally moves towards mental health. If the system is blocked or imbalanced by the impact of a disturbing event, the emotional wound festers and can cause intense suffering. Once the block is removed, healing resumes. Using the detailed protocols and procedures learned in EMDR therapy training sessions, Clinicians can help clients activate their natural healing processes. So that is the clinical definition um, taken out. So to kind of put it more in layman's terms, this is how my therapist had described it to me. And it's simply that the brain goes into a protective mode when trauma occurs. It goes into a survival mode, right, when anything happens. And so when that happens, it means that healing cannot enter or come into the mind because it's blocked, which equals that it's being protective. So the healing doesn't actually happen. What EMDR does with the eye movement technique is that the eye movement causes a distraction to the brain. And it's this distraction that allows the access to the trauma and then the healing of it. So how do we do that? Well, my therapist uses a tool and I'm actually going to post a link on my blog so you can see what all these tools look like. There's not just one, there's multiple different forms. So what my therapist has is she has a controller and that controller has two pulsators attached to the controller. Then I have the ability to change the settings on the controller to activate the alternating pulses to what works best for me. So these two pulsators, they vibrate, but they alternate in a, uh, sorry, they 
vibrate in an alternating rhythm. And this is what causes my eyes to move from side to side. This action then causes my mind to be distracted, and then we can go into the flashback or the emotional suffering and begin the process of healing. What we do from that is we actually take um, a traumatic image or a flashback or, um, you know, some kind of emotional uh, emotional trauma, something that I'm stuck with. And if I feel stuck or if I feel terrified, if I feel panicked, anything like that. And that's what we're going to start with. Given that there, if you look at the different kind of kits on there, it's going to be up to you. There's the uh, visual light tubes. You can use that and they can be colored, right? It's about getting your eyes moving from side to side. So of course this is visual. So you have to keep your eyes open and look to go from side to side. There is also auditory headphones, right? So you can use that for in, for in your ears to get your eyes to go from side to side. So again, they will pulsate. They will um, go from left to right, left to right. I actually like using the um, hand pulsators because I'm a very visual person. And so I like having my eyes closed. And when I have the alternating vibrating pulsars in my hands, my eyes go back and forth, but then I can take images that I remember and then I can start to work from there. Hopefully that makes sense. I, I really do recommend looking at the images so you could um, so you can get a visual of what these tools look like. So how does EMDR actually work though? And this is something that I said last time is that I'm going to give you an example of how it works for me by describing one of my latest EMDR sessions. And I'll talk about what the symbols mean to me afterwards. And I have to say that I was really excited to see my therapist that day, which I don't know how often that's possible because uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yay, I'm going to see my therapist. Woohoo! Running on down there to see her. That doesn't often happen. But uh, this one I was actually really thrilled about because I was thrilled to look into more of my voice. As you guys know, for the past number of episodes now, I've still been struggling with my voice. I'm still having difficulties projecting and I'm really looking into the deep, the deeper images, my little girl, the fear of speaking up, the fear of screaming, the fear of saying something and how my voice has been so repressed. And so now after that PTSD episode, this is what's happening to my physical body because of this. So um, this is why this one was so important to me. This is why I was excited actually to talk to my therapist because I was like, I need to get into the root cause of what is going on with my voice. This is this session. I'm actually going to read it from my journal and uh, hopefully I won't be knocking and bonking things around. Um, and let's see. Oh, let me get that proper light on there. So uh, before I start reading, I do apologize if I'm going to be, um, when I'm writing in my journal, it's more of like um, a stream of consciousness. So I don't really worry about my grammar and I don't worry about sentence structure and stuff like that. So this is, this is just my thoughts. So it may not make a lot of sense or there may be some grammatical errors, but you know, just, just work with me here. The image that I was, uh, I didn't actually work on an image. I, I didn't have a flashback, but what I was working on was probably the frustration that I was having with my voice. 
And so taking that, um, taking that image of what is it like to be frustrated to not have my voice. And so I close my eyes and I've got the pulsations going on. I can feel my eyes going back and forth and my therapist is guiding me. So we actually talk about what we want to work on before we actually start an EMD session, because we need to know the image. We need to know the emotions. We need to know what is happening right now. Here we go. So as my eyes are closed, I can see myself in this dark space. I quite often see this dark space and I'm standing there and all of a sudden my neck just opens up. There's like a hinge at the back of my neck and my neck opens up and I'm seeing this black oil come out of my neck. It's just spewing out. And eventually, um, I actually was looking at my little girl and she couldn't handle what was happening. So I just protected her. I put her behind me and just left her there to, you know, and make sure that she was protected and safe and with my angels and guides so that nothing was going to harm her in the session. So as all of this oil is spewing out of my neck, I kind of recognized um, some history behind this oil. And then this is when my little girl wanted to come around. And so she came around and she took this black oil from my throat and then she started whacking it. She started whacking it like a whip, right? She was getting some of her anger out, which is so important, right? Because she never had anything to say. So she's whacking it and whacking it. And then eventually, as she was getting tired, I took it from her at some point. And then this black oil turned into a balloon, it turned into a black balloon and I grabbed the balloon at the tail end and then I took the hand of my little girl and then we started to float upwards, right? The balloon was taking us upwards and then uh, what we started to go through like some kind of clouds, right? The symbol of clouds and once we got through this layer of clouds, the black balloon burst and it burst into flecks of gold which is really, really interesting. This gold, it twirled like a spiral. It was going upwards and upwards. And this time, my little girl took control and she grabbed this spiral of gold flecks and grabbed it. And then she took my hand and once again, we were going upwards. It took us to the peak of a mountaintop right through the clouds. And literally, I'm literally standing on this very top peak of a mountain. Um, and the clouds were all around. And then now, instead of it being a black space, everything was white. So I'm now in this white space. And these black, the, sorry, not the black flakes, the gold flakes then transformed into a gold ring on top of the mountain. It's really quite interesting because to me, they actually looked like a bit of a track, like a train track. So these flakes turned into this track. Then also, and this is something I kind of have to describe because um, what I had or what I can see through my chest, through my chest that goes right through my core and out to my back. Oh, how to describe it? It's like there are two gold, very thin discs. There's two thin, round, perfect discs that are connected by a gold rod in between. Um, I'm hoping that you can get that image in your mind. These two circular round discs attached by a gold rod. And it, there's one disc on the front by my heart center. The gold rod goes through and it comes back through my heart center on the back. So... This has been an image that I've actually been seeing a lot of recently. 
And this is my connection to spirit. It's also my connection to Jesus. Now, I'm not advocating for any kind of religious practice. Your spirit is your spirit. This is just, this is what works for me. After I see these discs and this rod through my body, it came out and then it started to move along this gold track that is going around the tip of the the peak of this mountain. So it, it honestly looked like it was a little bit of a miniature train. And then it kept going around and around and around and around. And I knew eventually that we needed to get on this. So as I got onto this, um, onto the track, the gold discs and rod, they turned into like literally a gold train car. If you believe it, it literally turned into a gold train car. It was very, very neat. So sitting in this gold train car was my angel, my, my guardian angel, Grace. I see her many, many times through many years. And she's always represented as like a rose quartz angel right? So she's always got this beautiful pink, um, loving light to her. That's how I've always just kind of seen her. So we're in the car and Grace is in the back of the car. My little girl is in the middle and I'm at the front of this, uh, this train car. And it, and as we started to move, we got away from the mountain and it started to go down this long and windy road, this path, this like train track path. And it's, it's almost much like a roller coaster right? And so my little girl, she was just loving it. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever seen her this excited before. And she's just having fun being in the middle and enjoying this ride. And it was really, really interesting because at that moment, what I was now feeling along with what I was seeing was that this house, this somehow felt uh, safe. It felt comfortable to me. And I was actually relaxed, which is quite unusual (laughs) for me. So as we continued to move down uh, this path, or down this this track, my little girl moved up and then she sat in front of me, right? And she leaned back into me. And then I leaned back into grace. And so we're all leaning back and feeling comfortable, but I wanted to keep things safe. So I took part of the gold on this train and I made little like rails on the sides of us. So just that if we're going down this roller coaster, we don't tip over, right? We don't, you know, fall out. So, so that was, that was kind of neat. Um, And as we continued down this path, I could see this darkness approaching on my left side. But I knew what this was. I just had that sensation of knowing that this was life. This darkness, this side on uh, this dark side on the left was representing life and daily life. So earthly life um, is the best way I can describe it. As we move past it, um, I still felt very safe and warm and content in this train car. Like, um, it's like, if life is over there, it's like, I see you. I see you, life, in the blackness there. I see you. But it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. And we and we continued to move past it. We, we finally pulled up to a train platform, and I felt this, this sleepiness take over me. My, my little girl, she was already tucked in into me, and she was already asleep. On the platform, um, the platform was actually white. Again, everything continued to stay white. You know, even though life was dark on the side, the platform was white. And I stayed in in the car and I asked Grace some questions and I don't remember all of them. But I, I could hear that I could come back to this place at any time, at any time. 
And she told me, she said that the throat is healing, but it ta- it's a process. It's going to take time. And I could see her put one hand over the front of my throat and her other hand to the back of my throat. And it's like this energy was going through my throat, which is, which is a part of the healing process. And then, yeah, that's really all I remember. So, so this now, what I've told you in just a few minutes took a lot longer to actually process. Like this is a session worth, right? Because not everything comes up so clearly and so quickly. It takes time. It takes time to go from one image to the next image to the next image. And this is generally what happens to me when I'm going through EMDR. The images are always changing. And what my counselor says, what my therapist says is, be curious. Be curious of the image. Let it take you where it needs to take you, she said, because your brain knows what it needs to do. Your body knows what it needs to do. So just be a witness to what it is, you know, and I've had some EMDR EMDR sessions that were actually quite disturbing, but that's because I've also had a very horrific childhood. So that would make sense. So what usually happens is going through this process is it, it's a bit challenging at first because I'm either seeing things or I'm feeling things. And sometimes I can hear things as well and they are disturbing. But as we process and as we go through the session, things start to clear up. There's more lightness that's coming. I always feel the support of my angels and guides because I ask for it. I ask for them to be there with me, to support me, protect me. And what I'm noticing, especially because I've been doing this for a while now, is that a lot of this is information right? It comes across as information. My mind is trying to tell me something. My body, my body is trying to tell me something, give me the message so I can work on it and I can heal it. So here I want to talk about some of the symbols, right? Because so I, I look at the black oil, right? And I cannot tell you how often I have seen this image come up for me in almost all my sessions. Um, And that's even when I'm meditating and I'm doing visualizations, I've seen this black oil. And what it represents is like family trauma. It represents the darkness, the hurt, the pain, and the suffering that I have experienced. And not just for myself, but within my family and my family lines, right? Because This abuse and everything is just generations deep. It is generations. And this is why that cycle, right? It just keeps getting passed on. So I see this black oil. It's always very thick. It's very heavy. um, And I've seen it for decades. So to see this symbol, it's not a surprise. And to see it actually coming out of my throat there is a huge symbol of letting go. It's the letting go of all of that stuff that has been trapped in my throat area that I have not had a chance to speak about or to release. The balloon. Well, these symbols, um, I take take the balloon to mean um, the elevation in my healing journey. It's still black, right? Because obviously the oil turned into this black balloon, but now it's taking me upward. I'm not going downwards. I'm not going sideways. I'm going upwards and I'm going through the clouds. Me and my little girl, we're going through the clouds. And to me, that is more understanding and more clarity that is coming my way. The gold flex and the gold train. Now, gold is an image that I have been seeing a lot of in my healing process for the past number of months. Honestly, it's almost occurring, I think, in every EMDR session that I'm having now. 
Gold is a sign of spiritual connection, a higher connection. And as I continue to connect with Jesus, again, I'm not advocating for anything. You choose what you want to do. But building my connection to him, I'm often seeing gold in my visions in various forms. I've seen it with, um, I've seen it in a form of a book, you know, and that book could be the Bible, um, but not the, not the Bible that we have right now, but it's the gold book Bible of the spiritual connection to God, universe, source energy. Um, I've seen it um, as a record. I've seen it as a gold record with information, information stored. So spiritual information stored on this record. I've seen it like I just saw in this um, visual this time, the gold flakes, right? Very light. And they were very bright. I remember that. They were very bright gold flecks. And then, of course, the train car, right? It's telling me that I'm safe. It's also telling me that my intuition is getting stronger, Right? And this is all really important because I did not have these images of gold. Um, like I said, for the past few months I've had it, but I didn't have it before then. Right, So many of the visuals I would have are very dark. We're very dark. So you could see how I've been progressing in my healing journey. Well, maybe you can't, but I can. Right, Because now I'm seeing new images. Now I'm seeing um, new symbols. So one of the things that I also really wanted to highlight lastly, because um, you can hear my th my voice is actually going again. Um, yeah, squeaky. <laughs> it's like I have a cold, but I don't, honestly. So what is really important are the sensations that I was feeling in this session. And this is something I'm bringing more awareness to every time I have a session. In the train car, I felt safe. And I use those words, safe and content but I also felt peaceful and relaxed. And this is quite unusual for me to have these feelings in my daily life, in my regular life. I don't generally experience those, those feelings. So that's why this is so important to me to witness that in my EMDR session, because now that I can feel that, that that tells me that there is truth behind what I am seeing, that as I'm elevating, as I'm growing and healing through my process, these are the emotions that I need to bring into my world. You know, being content, being peaceful. There was, it was just amazing. Honestly, it was just, I could feel my body just kind of give way and lean back into grace, right? Knowing that I was safe in this car and that she was safe behind me. And most importantly, that my little girl was safe leaning against me. And I cradled her and, you know, and I let her sleep. And that is so important for me to recognize those sensations. And even as I'm talking about it, I can still feel that sensation. And that is what I need to focus on. As I wrap up this episode, my friends, I really hope that this little EMDR uh, definition and story and my and sharing my experience with you gives you an idea of just another technique that you can use in your healing process, right? I'm not advocating for any kind of process. It's about what works for you. And considering that EMDR is still a relatively new healing technique, um, it's going to have its controversies, right? It's going to, oh, well, you know, now it's it's got... Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's a different form. So there, there's cautionary tales out there, right? You have to decide 
you have to, to, to decide what's going to work best for you, right? And no one is going to know that other than you. But if you're not aware of other options, how are you going to know what's going to work for you or not? This is an avenue that has worked for me um, most of the time. I'm not saying that all the time it has worked because sometimes I have left feeling, oh my God, more disturbed than ever because I'm stirring up some real deep, dark things. Um, so I'm just wanting to provide the information of another healing technique that you may not be aware of, but that it might work for you. I will post the links onto my blog site so you can continue to look and, and do some more research. If you have a therapist or a counselor, talk with them you know, discuss this technique with them. What do they recommend? You know, talk with your doctor about it if your doctor's aware of this healing technique. But some of the results are showing that it's more effective than a cognitive behavioral technique. So it's just, it's information. It's information. Only you are going to know what is going to work for you and what isn't. So this is, this is the end of this episode. If you want to contact me, you know, let me know. You can also, I, I forgot to kind of mention this, like, even though I, I put my website out there, UrsulaYou'reDone.com, I forget that you can also contact me just through email if you want to chat. It's uh, at thehappypillpodcast at gmail.com. So that's a very simple way to get a hold of me. <laughs> can I ever hear the difference of my voice from when I started to where I am now? So as you can see, I still have a ways to go with, uh, with healing this voice. And I've had some wonderful stuff come up this morning for me um, while I was writing my journal, but that's a completely other episode. In the meantime, I am so excited for you to listen to this, and I've got a wonderful guest coming up, Pam Purnell. And remember in the very beginning, I was talking to you about functional medicine. What is functional medicine? Well, Pam is going to share her story, and she's going to talk about functional medicine and how it's helped her in her life. So my friends, thank you for listening to my squeaky, often out-of-tone voice in this one. But it is going to get better. It is going to get better. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or someone you know is in immediate need of help, please contact your local authorities, distress center, or professional care provider. If you'd like more information on this episode or other topics, go to my website, UrsulaYou'reDone.com.